Hey besties, it's Everything's Not Fine. Hello friends. Hello. And hello my friend, Miss Nicole <laughs> Allen. Yes, hello Kelly. How are you? I'm I'm well. I I'm feeling much better. I can tell I sound a little bit better. Not quite so stuffy. It's true. So I must be getting better. I still am hacking up along regularly, but oh well, such is life. (laughs) And all of my chicks are in the nest. My baby girl is home for a couple of days and then we're going on a family vacation. So, oh, it feels so good. I love that feeling. It's so good. Oh, Jim and I have been saying like, our house just doesn't feel like home yet. Like this doesn't feel like reality sometimes, most of the time still. But then last night when the kids, Ellie and Caleb came, um, we were sitting on the back deck and I was like, this is what was missing. Now, (laughs) at least we've all been here. So that's right. That's right. That's right. How are you? I love that. Um, we're good. You know, it's just always like it's crazy and busy and running around and everybody's doing their things. Yeah. We had a um Joni had a birthday yesterday, so we were Aww. birthday in it up and that was fun and did some pedicures and oh my gosh, that's wonderful. Yeah, it was great. It was very cute. We had there was Eight of us all getting pedicures. (laughs) How the heck did you find a place that would take all eight of you? I know. It was um, a very large place. And then they just had to stagger it. Like, we all got to sit there together in a row. But then, like, you know, they only have so many people. So, they just kind of, like, did half and then switched. And we just visited. And it was great. So fun. Yeah. So, then I said, okay, so, girls, the plan is. The rest of the day, we're going to rub our legs and feet all over the the boys so they can feel how soft they are. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I just uh, saw this video or meme or something, I can't remember, about how, like, the first day you shave your legs, um, you should change your sheets on your bed and (laughs) shave your legs and moisturize all on the same day. So when you get into bed at night, you can just rub your legs together like a cricket all night and feel the same. Yes. And it feels so amazing. That was discussed. How, yes, how amazing that feels. It's true. (laughs) So funny. (laughs) Well, cool. That's a fun day. Yeah. Um, I've just been thinking all week about how fun that was to have Kate on our last episode and just to have a guest, but also such a like open, relatable loving mom guest it was really cool I agree it was so fun I love she just kept it so real right like I just I think that's so um yeah just so important and um lovely I mean she's always been so you know like we mentioned we've known her since she was a child really like in some form or fashion known of her Yes. And I knew her when she moved back. Their family moved back from Japan and she was still pretty young, like a, probably a teenager, mm-hmm. like a young teenager or something. And I was just having 
Jehu, like my first baby. And he had like pimply, you know, baby skin and like some cradle cap or something. And she's like, oh, he's so cute with this little cradle cap. And I was like, I can't believe she'd say that. (laughs) (laughs) Like on the inside. And then I had to laugh at myself. I'm like, well, he kind of does, doesn't he? (laughs) And it just was sort of my first introduction to like sort of her, um, just sort of her style, which is sort of just Mm -hmm. like, keep it real, man. It is what it is. Yeah. And, and it was like, so non-judgmental at all. It Mm -hmm. was just sort of calling a spade a spade. And I had to laugh at myself, even in that moment, I remember. And I was so young. Yeah. But I was like, she's not wrong. It kind of is kind of, well, I should probably do something about that. <laughs> <laughs> and um, she's just always been one to be able to be that way. Like, she will yeah. just say it. And it's super, she has this, like, amazing ability to, like, be honest, um, say the honest real thing. And it not be judgmental. Yeah. And it it's just real. And there's something so um, disarming about mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. and relatable. And I've always really appreciated that about her. Yeah. So um, I love that she came with that same, just who she is oh, really? and, and was able to share, you know, in this space, um, just very real, you know, about mm-hmm. that too. And so... Anyway, I hope other people, you know, are giving it a listen and kind of can pick up on some of that too. I just, I think it's so great. Yeah. Anyway. I felt when I was editing, I felt so bad because she had a cough and she was like, oh my gosh, what's wrong with me? So I, you know, we were editing out as much as we could. And then the next day on Instagram, she put up that she had COVID. So that poor, (laughs) poor woman sitting there trying to talk with probably you know the start of covid but yeah feeling better now i think but thanks kate that was very sweet of you to be here and I sacrifice while you didn't even know i know she was so sweet i had the same thought i was like oh damn poor thing <laughs> oh yes that was our uh episode last week that carrying on our <clears throat> excuse me, curiosity, kindness, compassion theme um, with a guest talking about their like amazing ability to do that with her children and just be such a loving, wonderful mom. Um, But before that, in the previous episode, we talked about how we would come back and talk practically about um, just how do we how do we, how can we, how should we, even though should's a very dirty word, um, <laughs> exercise that curiosity with ourselves. And so what does that look like? Uh, or curiosity and compassion. But I thought for the sake of like not going on forever and ever today, we could talk about the curiosity aspect of it um, because... I don't know that it's something that really comes naturally to many of us. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, Especially those of us who don't like to feel our feelings anyway. Like, Mm -hmm. why would I want to acknowledge that I'm even feeling some way and then have to be curious as to why? Oh, please. No, thank you. Yep, it's very true. 
um, in thinking about that. And so this is so terrible. So in that episode, I was like, I'm going to put a question box up on Instagram so we can talk about you guys. Tell us how you are you curious with yourself? So I sat down to do it. I'm recording this little story on Instagram. I got distracted by the fact that there were hornets in the eaves of my deck, which is where I was making this little story and said, oh gosh, I'll come back. Never did. So I never put that question box up in case you were wondering. (laughs) Yes, I still fail at social media. Thank you. (laughs) I maybe will exercise some curiosity and ask myself why. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So anyway... We still have hornets, and we still don't have any input from the listener friends as to how they are curious with themselves. So we'll try that again, okay? Um, <clears throat> so anyhow, curiosity. I was, I mean, this is something that I talked about in therapy um, a few months ago of just like, Rachel challenged me on um, just sitting with, you know, why am I feeling this way? Like, try to explore in myself when I feel triggered or, you know, like, the best way to help ourselves is to ask ourselves why. So, um I would say I have done marginally well at that, but it's definitely still not my like first response in the middle of life is to be like, Oh, why do I want to punch my husband in his stupid face right now? Like, (laughs) I don't, I don't go straight to the curiosity sometimes. Um, but I'm getting better at it. And just in thinking about, um, talking about it a little bit more, I was doing some research and there's this amazing article in psychology today that's six ways to practice self curiosity. So I'll kind of mention that a little bit as we go through. Um, my hope is not to have a like Ted talk teaching series on curiosity today, but to try to be real about it and relate it to my life and our lives as much as we can. Anyway. For sure. Um, but I think the, the thing that about curiosity for self curiosity, especially is um, we have to be self-aware. Like we have to actually, and, and not the self-awareness of like walking into a room and reading the room before you like, you don't want to walk into a memorial singing and dancing, you know, like there's that self-awareness. Yes. I know some people who could use some of that freaking self-awareness. Yes, absolutely. Um, but also just the, the other kind of self-awareness of how am I even feeling like, yeah. And that requires like, quieting ourselves for a beat in the middle of like for months I had to set reminders on my phone like a timer every hour to be like take 30 seconds how am I feeling am I breathing am I Mm. like literally am I holding my breath or am I actually just breathing 
because I tend to hold my breath if I'm anxious or, you know, my shoulders are up, my jaw is clenched, and um, I'm not breathing regularly. And, um, like, step one for me was to, like, stop in my day and think, are those three things happening? Um, and then that is where curiosity comes in. If you have the space to do, like, if it doesn't come naturally to us, it takes time to be able to stop and think, like, why am I feeling so stressed or tense or anxious right now? Like, did something happen or is this just my body? Like, is this my body's go-to? Which I know you're going to talk a little bit about the vagus nerve in a little bit, which I think goes so perfectly with this. But, like, my, literally my go-to, my body does not naturally relax on its own. Like, Mm -hmm. I have tried medications. I have tried cannabis. I have tried all of the things to help my body release trauma, tension, all of the things. I store it so deeply in my body. And so for me, it's easy to sit with curiosity because I've learned how to be like, where am I feeling that tension right now? Um, and it's, and I've, I've learned how to associate like where that tension is be like, okay, usually when I'm feeling it in my stomach, it's because it has to do with this kind of stress or this kind of trauma or this kind of, you know, like different parts of my body carry different parts of my tension, stress, trauma, whatever. So that's a good indicator for me, but that took weeks, months, of learning, right? Like work to get to that point. And we don't all have that kind of time. Like we just don't. Or a therapist that helps you learn and recognize that. So how do we try to at least create some of that? And I think it just really comes with a commitment of spending a little time with ourselves each, even if it's 10 minutes a day. You know, like, can we somehow find 10 minutes a day to sit with ourselves, whether it's when we're having our morning coffee or, you know, at the end of the day when we're doing our face routine, if you're mature enough to do that, still working on that one. Um, (laughs) I'm like, oh, in the middle of my work day today, I caught myself holding my breath. What was going on during that time? Like, what was I what happened just before that or what was on my mind? Like just trying to take that time for there's just a couple of minutes to be like curious, you know, like just that self curiosity of, you know, I wonder why I was feeling that way. And then pick up on patterns, pick up on, you know, different things that can be indicators. And I think, if we start with just a few minutes and start seeing the power of that, like to be able to give ourselves some kind of relief, maybe a few weeks later in the middle of that feeling, then 
it can become more natural. Like at least that's what I experienced in myself, like setting that timer or knowing like if you have a normal schedule to your day, whether it's dropping kids off at school or changing a diaper or whatever, like in that 30 seconds, scan your body. How does it feel? Make a note of it. And then at some point, go back if you can't do it right then and ask why. Why was I feeling that way? Yeah. I just think it helps to build a pattern of touching base with ourselves. Step one, touch base with myself a few times a day if possible. Step two, start asking myself what was going on that 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 was that I even felt that tension. Step three, at some point, why? You know, like, why does seeing that person make me feel immediately tense? Why does making that phone call or whatever it is, like seeing that type of plant, like, does that remind me of something or, you know, does that bring me back to a tough place or a good place? Like maybe the, you know, what you realize is like every time I smell that flower, it reminds me of my grandma or whatever, you know, like it doesn't always have to be bad, but just that to me is what a practical like way of exercising curiosity does for me, like a way that I can practically put it in place. So what do you think about that? Yeah, I think it's good. Yeah, it it is hard to do in the midst of, I think sometimes as you were talking, you know, even, I mean, sometimes even five minutes is like, well, good luck. But I mean, it, I will say in my, as an example, in my workday, I have absolutely been where like, I am hauling ass, right? I'm in between clients. I have to pee so bad that whatever. And I will literally sit on the toilet and I'm like, okay, this is the only time I have. Yeah. So it is like, okay, I'm sitting here. I'm going to the, we are multitasking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so in this like literal one minute. It's like, okay, now I'm taking like deep breaths whilst also going to the bathroom (laughs) to like, you know, like reset the brain to try to like, just get a little reset. Like whether it's just sort of a mental like shift to like set it aside, whether it's the stress of what the last person brought in or, you know, what I was still feeling from the morning or what I've been like still ruminating. And like you said, just trying to figure out like, what is it that I'm feeling? Is this, you know, am I carrying stress that I'm, you know, from the morning of like something with the kids or the family or a fight with, you know, my husband, or is it something that somebody else brought into my space that I'm feeling on their behalf? Um, you know, kind of what is that? Or am I, you know, pre, pre stressing about something that's coming or whatever? Like sometimes it's that too. So even just taking that moment, you know, it doesn't, sometimes that's literally all there is, you know, to like, okay. And then it's like, do some deep breaths and then moving on. Yeah. 
Um, but even that, just being willing or taking enough, you know, couple of seconds to go, what exactly, where is this coming from even? Yeah. I think is at least a start. Yeah. You know, cause for me at least, like if it's something triggered, that's positive. I don't generally have a hard time identifying that it's way more usually the, the stress Stress feels like stress, feels like stress, feels like stress. And it's hard yes. to sometimes differentiate, you know, is this even my stress or is this stress that yes. someone else brought into my space yes. that I'm feeling on their behalf, that I'm carrying for them yeah, or that I'm pre-thinking about something, you know, I'm a, I'm a pretty good pre, pre-problem solver. So am mm-hmm. I like, Yes. Just wanting to like pro- problem solve sh- shit that hasn't even started yet. And yes. sometimes Aaron will be like, babe, that isn't even a thing yet. I don't know why you're, you're like making, you're like solving problems that ha- don't exist. Like, yeah. I can't, I can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's a blessing and a curse. It so. Is. It's so true. It's so true. <laughs> oh, you know, it's so funny. You talking about somebody like, other people's stress. Let me tell you a funny, silly little thing that just happened. So Jim and I, we have this, our new spot. We used to have our spot that was on the ocean or on the sound. And, you know, it was our sit in the truck, look out, see the beauty, relax, breathe the sea air. Now it's this cute little spot on the river because we don't have the sea air anymore. But <laughs> I'm making peace with that. Um, but we we're so close to this like beautiful part of the Spokane River, and it's just wonderful. So anyway, I woke up not yesterday, but the morning before in a pretty tough space. I had had a really hard day the day before, and I was just carrying a lot of anger and a lot of just bleh. and so um, I woke up and Jim was like how's it today? How you doing? And I was like, still not good friend. So <laughs> wide berth. Um, but he's like, you know, why don't we just spend some time together? I think maybe you just need some time together and love. And I was like, fine. And this had nothing to do with him. He had done nothing wrong, but all of my anger was going towards him. Um, and so we, anyway, we went down to the river, we're sitting there just, oh, it was beautiful, peaceful, fabulous. I finally, finally like could relax my shoulders and let go of the anger, trauma, all of the things that I was carrying and, um, just have some peace. So then this cute dad and his daughter, young teenage daughter come with their canoe and they're going to put in near where we are to like put their canoe in the river, all of these things. Anyway, I am like a ball of tension by the time they even get the canoe in the water, like just from watching them, like struggle <laughs> through it, you know, who's going to get their shoes wet. So, you know, all of the things, just all the things. And I'm such a people watcher. I couldn't not do it. I couldn't not watch. So then they get in and the river is flowing way too fast right now to canoe apparently, which Wow. So they get in the water, they take off and it's disastrous. Like from the get, they're in a tree. 
So then they're like oh, back no. paddling to get back up so they can switch places. So the dad can steer, whatever. I don't know. This are clearly novices. They knew a tiny bit more than I know, which is nothing. So this, <clears throat> they get, they finally get back up to the shore. This other old guy comes and he's like, the river's way too fast to be canoeing today. They can't be doing that. Like they, so finally they get back up and he's like, Hey, you guys. And he's talking to them. By this point, I can barely breathe. Like, I'm, I'm anxious for them, but also I'm embarrassed for them because, like, here we are <sighs> sitting watching them struggle. Like, you know, people, I can't, I can't handle it. I cannot. I have taken on all of the things. And finally, I look <laughs> oh, no. like, we have to go. Like, yeah. I, they are harsh in my vibe. All of the chill that I have gained here is gone. And now I am anxious for them and embarrassed for them and all of the things. There is nothing my husband loves more than to watch people fail at things and like inside giggle. Like he's a masochist or a sadist, whichever. I don't know. He's awful. Like, so he's oblivious to the fact that I am like literally about to throw up for these people. Anyway. We get to the truck and he's like, because I didn't say anything. I was like, we got to go. Let's go. I'm done. And so we get to the truck. He was like, are you too hot, hon? And I was like, no. Did you see everything that was going on? Like, no. But I had taken on all of that stress for them. And Mm -hmm. I was a mess. And I sat there for a minute. I was like, girl, chill out. Like, But there was definitely that if I were them and people were sitting watching me, like I would dig a hole and die in it. (laughs) Right. So why? And then I had to be like, okay, why? Why? (laughs) If my loving, wonderful husband can sit there and inside giggle at their struggle and how funny it is and how they're going to look back on this with memory of like, oh my God, remember that day we almost died or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Which is also, he's not a horrible person. It's just, you know, he doesn't feel things. Why do I? So then I have to, I did start exercising some curiosity of like, girl, why do you let these things affect you so much? That's a topic for another day because I still don't know. But (laughs) anyway, long tangent to say, taking on other people's stress or whatever feelings is a real thing, but also can help us recognize, I think about ourselves too. Like, huh, why, why did their stress, you know, like when you're with somebody and they're stressed out or they're having a hard time or people are in your chair and they're telling you about the woes of their life. Why does that affect you so much? Mm hmm. Yeah. And I think sometimes it's, you know, empathic people. Totally. You know, I think sometimes it's, um, you know, people you just really care about and you know more about the situation maybe than just total random strangers, um, too, but, but yeah, or maybe it triggers something in you, but I think you're right. I think it's, it's so, that's all part of that curiosity kind of trying to figure out like what, why did that, you know, why was that specific thing able to affect me more than somebody else, you know? Well, and for, I think for those of us who are, I mean, obviously we don't need to dissect our, you know, 
these are things that we do like questions to ask ourselves, but yeah, on yeah. Topic, um, those of us who are fixers by nature, well, we're fixers for a reason. Like it's, it's probably not by nature. It's more by nurture or lack thereof. <laughs> like, <laughs> sure. But it, at this point it comes naturally. We do exactly. it. Yeah. Exactly. It's so ingrained, but we are fixers of all people's problems. That is, yeah. you know, like, oh God. And and the helpless knowing that we cannot fix is even worse. Anyway, mm-hmm. that's why we all need some therapy. <laughs> all of us in this room, we have our, our self-therapy, if nothing else. That's right. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, that's, that's kind of my, my dissertation on curiosity there there's just so much value to it it's so hard it's vulnerable within our own selves but it kind of goes back to the whole concept of if you love other people enough to do it for them why the fuck don't you love yourself enough to do it for you if Mm. I walked into a room and my friend Nicole is struggling and I can sense it even in the tiniest bit, I'm going to say, hey, friend, how are you? What's going on? Are you good? Oh, why? You know, why are you feeling so stressed today? Like, is there a way I can love you right now? Um, If I can do that for really strangers, like literally there are times where I can see a stranger and just sense that they're, sad or struggling and at least give them a warm loving smile like yeah and I do have the curiosity of gosh I hope they're okay I wonder what's going on or whatever um I can do that for me even if it means while I'm sitting on the toilet because it's the only quiet moment I have in the day and yeah or waking up five minutes early even though that is literal torture and hell on earth because I don't want to wake up one minute earlier than I have to or staying awake five minutes longer just to check in with our bodies, just to check in with our brain and say, was it a good day or a bad day? Why? Like, even Mm -hmm. if I can't dissect every little thing, like we have to care enough about ourselves for at least that. And, and I truly believe like that just opens the door to the next step, to the next step, to the next step. And then you will be addicted to self-care like I am and not want to do anything else except for spend time with yourself. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. That sounds amazing. I <laughs> support you. <laughs> <sighs> but I mean on a good day. Sure. That's how I feel. But for the last three weeks, I have said, fuck you. I'm spending zero time with myself because I don't want to feel the dang thing. Thank you very much. So <laughs> let me be the poster child for ebbs and flows, friends, ebbs and yeah. flows. True. True. Um, okay. I want to talk about the vagus nerve and because I feel like it's this physical awareness, obviously what I'm talking about, there is a, element of physical awareness that helps you be curious with yourself, just noticing tension or whatever. Or if you're like me 
and you grind your teeth so bad that all of your gosh dang teeth are going to fall out, that is a good indication that you might need some help. Yes. Sensing your body and, and helping your nervous system. So go tell us all the things. (laughs) Well, yeah. So I had basically come across some, you know, TikToks because this is where we all get our information these days uh, about the vagus nerve and, and it being so connected to anxiety. And it basically is this nerve that runs from your brain all the way down your neck and down like to your stomach. And it is so related to stress and anxiety and all of these things. And there are exercises that we can do to sort of reset it. Um, which to me, and as I started listening and watching these things, basically I associated it as a like stopping of a halting of the like anxiety loop or stress loop that I can find myself in. So I can get like worked up and I, you know, can feel it, like you said, in my body, whether it's, I start feeling that like, just like buzzing in my chest or in my stomach or in my jaw and neck, you know, just get that, feel the shoulders getting higher and just have that like nervous stomach, right? That feeling like you're going to take a big test that you have to take, like that feeling that you felt when you were in high school, that you had a big test you had to take, that feeling is the same feeling that I'll get. And I'll just have that like, I feel nervous for some reason. And that's the thing that I'm like, okay, that's my physical signs. Yeah. You know, some or all of those signs are my physical signs. And that's when I realize if I can do something or some things quickly to try to halt that loop of stress and anxiety, I wanted to try it. So as I started doing this research on the vagus nerve and I've been trying some of these things, some of these things actually help. Yeah. And of course, because I like efficiency, I'm all about the like one minute exercise to help stop whatever. So again, you know, whether it's in the car, you know, driving or it's going, you know, in the bathroom, because that's the only moment you can get away or while you're, you know, sauteing veggies for dinner or whatever, there's just a few things that you can do you know, or you're at your desk at work or whatever. Um, but there's a couple of really, you know, quick ones. So the first one that I had seen is, um, is just a breathing technique. There's a couple of them. I've heard box breathing, which I think is like five seconds, right? Five seconds in five seconds, hold five seconds out. And you just kind of repeat that. And it just sort of slows everything down. The other one that's not the box breathing, but it's the same kind of thing, which is five to eight. And it's the same, it's breathing in for five, hold for two, and then exhale for eight. And if you do that three times, it just helps slow everything down. Yeah. And that's a big one. Cause that one, again, we're talking literally one minute. Mm-hmm. Um, time that it takes, but I truly feel everything kind of downshift in that time. I can feel it really settle. Yeah. If you are 
like really in an amped up space that it's, it's not that stuff, that practical stuff is not working. One thing you can actually do is put an ice pack, um, or cold, like a, you know, frozen peas or whatever. And if you put that on your chest and then you, um, do just some, try to slow down your breathing that all that also will help it kind of just disrupts that, Mm -hmm that nervous system and will also kind of hit that immediate response to help disrupt that, yeah. that loop. And it will really slow everything down too. So that's a really fast. So cool. Yeah. Reaction like that will help really quickly like respond. Um, and then of course there's, um, you know, different like shower, you know, there's habitual things you can do whether it's take a cold shower, you know, it starts your day off right. And it kind of has all these other health benefits. Or if you don't do that, you know, entire shower, but you can take, you know, your regular shower just at the very end, kind of have a cold ending to it. It kind of does the same thing. That to me is, I haven't done that really um, as much, but that's kind of something that's more of a daily habit Mm -hmm. to kind of set your day up well. But for me, I wanted to find a couple of things that would just kind of help, like I said, disrupt that stress loop or anxiety loop midway, because that's what I really needed is most, or at least immediate is, is in the midst of, right? Like I'm feeling that right now and I need something I can do in this moment, you know, not eventual, but like truly right now. Yeah. And that was just a couple of really fast practical, but it's been very fascinating. And there's yeah. a ton of, you know, research and, and stuff out there, of course. And really it's all linked to meditation and, you know, getting in touch, you know, bringing your, bringing it back to getting back inside your body yeah. and all of these things that are very practical, yeah. right? Slowing it down all of that, um, whether it's listening to music, humming, even the yoga, um, uh-huh. like there's a reason your vocal cords are kind of attached <clears throat> somewhat to your vagus nerve. So uh-huh. that vocal portion, like that, there's the, that's even the practical reason. That's a so thing cool. for the yoga thing. Like that's all part of it. So Anyway, just kind of fascinating, but so um, fascinating. I yeah, gosh, that yeah, the that vocal cord thing that it's just, our our body was created so beautifully, perfectly, like yeah. to to really take care of itself in ways we just have no idea. It's just so cool. Yeah, um, yeah. De- I would definitely say. Google polyvagal theory or even the vagus nerve, it'll come up, but it is, it really is fascinating. Like just how our nervous systems work, how they can get disrupted um, because of our internal whatevers or our external stimuli, but just those little exercises, they really do work. My go-to is, and I don't know necessarily that this is a polyvagal. It may be more of a like grounding type, but like you said, it all helps you get into your 
body and not so into your brain, Mm -hmm. like just spinning out. But my, the one that I find that helps me the most is the five, four, three, two, one, which takes a couple of minutes, maybe, but, um, it stops that loop and it, and it Mm -hmm. brings you back into your, your kind of center self of name just in your brain, name five things I can see right now and try to be as specific as possible. So not just like the floor, but like speckled carpet that's fluffy, like, because it forces your brain to actually engage in what is right here. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, so five things that I can see, five, four things that I can smell, or I don't think it's smell, Google it because I'm not sure. Um, there's a lot out there on it. Four things, five things I can see, four things I can touch, three things I can feel, two things I can taste, one thing I can smell or whatever it is. Um, but it's using your five senses to, um, to bring yourself back into the right now. And by the time you're done, literally my breathing slows, my heart rate goes down, Uh, because I've had super high blood pressure lately. So I've really felt like I needed to um, do it a lot, which obviously I'm not doing it very well because I don't even know which things you five, four, three, two, one, but I just pick one and do it because I don't care. Like it's more about (laughs) the the exercise. Do you have it? I do. Yeah. So it is about the exercise. I agree. I think it's about just making your brain kind of focus in. Yes. And like your body kind of hone in and get off of all these other things, right? But the first, it's five things um, you can see, four things you can feel, that the wind is blowing through your hair, the sun feels on your skin, right? That kind of thing. Three things you can hear. Um two things you can smell and one thing that you can taste. Yeah. Good. Yes. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I would like there to be five things I can taste so that I can eat my feelings. Can we? Uh, I've tried that. All that happens is you gain a lot of weight, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Um, so beautiful. I am beautiful. Anyways, um, I know this has been kind of a nuts and bolts conversation, but I don't know. I think sometimes when we are talking about like all these ethereal, like be curious with yourself. Well, what the hell does that mean? Like, and maybe it means none of the things that we've talked about today. Maybe it means something else to, to someone who is, you know, it looks different because we're all wired differently. But I think that the first step to, to, to healing or, you know, settling in ourselves, whatever it is that we really feel like we need to, when I think we all are at least a little bit aware of that, like, Mm -hmm. I don't need to chill myself out a little or, you know, whatever. The first step is being aware, being for like you're talking about being aware of what your body's doing right now, where your shoulders are like, yeah, 
step one, just being aware and then caring enough about ourselves to do something about it. So asking ourselves questions we may not want to answer, learning a breathing trick, whatever it is. Like, I know we've said this a million times, but self-care is not a pedicure. Self-care is caring about yourself, investing in your heart and soul and mind and spirit. And truthfully, I get a little bit irritated at the idea of there just aren't enough minutes in the day because that means you're at the bottom of your priority list. Mm -hmm. Like, and, and how, how, what a privilege for me to be able to say that because I got all the time in the day, but when I don't want to spend it on myself, you can bet your ass I find every reason why I don't have time to be taking care of myself that day. And it's true. I'm not saying I'm irritated with you specifically. I'm irritated that that is, we have, especially as women, and I, I'm not going to go there today about all the ways that I feel like women are just robbed, but I am going to say we have been conditioned to think we're not important enough to take care of in ourselves. Yeah. And for whatever reason, you can blame it on, whatever it is that you want that that you want whether it's like society or the patriarchy or um the devil or whatever yeah it it doesn't matter it can be any thing any reason that we have been conditioned to think that way but as women we have been conditioned to put ourselves last and take ourselves off the list and not take care of ourselves because then we feel powerless and are just weak messes running around in life, not fulfilling our greatest purpose, which is to love and to be powerful in whatever our gifting is. So that's my soapbox. <clears throat> Please, for the love of God, put yourself back on the priority list even if it's hard. Yep. It's good. Especially if it's hard. <sighs> Sermon done. Yes. I support it. <laughs> Any final thoughts from you, my friend? Nope. I'm just going to try to listen and do it this week, guys. I believe in us. Same. All of us. That's right. I also believe in my power to try to engage better on social media so we can continue this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) I do too, but I also remember that it is going to be a holiday weekend coming up. So, you know, have a great, a great one with your families or your friends or yourself. Yes. Or whatever. Yes. And it's okay. It is okay. I mean, everything's not fine, but (laughs) we are, we're fine. We're good. We going to be all right. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, thanks for talking nuts and bolts today. Guaranteed to come back next week with stories of hilarity from our, each of our respective family vacations slash camping trips slash 
shenanigans of all sorts. Perfect. All right. Okay. Love you guys. Love you.